Are you ready for this? I'm ready. <laughs> you got your earbuds? Yeah, I got them in, so should be good to go. So I got to ask you, because the podcast is called Behind the Wheel, are you always behind the wheel? Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. So living in Baltimore, in the inner city, I was present when the Freddie Gray riots occurred. Baltimore was actually the first city in America to come up with a essentially legal way to ban African-Americans' property ownership within white residential areas. Transformation is a two-sided marketplace where we introduce artisanal and emerging uh, brands, mainly snack brands, to consumers at key moments where they're most engaged. Hi, I'm Derek, and this is Behind the Wheel, a show dedicated to highlighting the accomplishments of ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things within the community. Check us out on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your podcast. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Oxley, and today's episode is brought to you by the folks at the Creative Running Collection, an eclectic ensemble of artists from all walks of life and disciplines. I mean, we're talking established to want to be writers, actors, directors, artists, bloggers, vloggers, videographers, podcasters, journalists, producers, and editors who are passionate about creating content for running and entertainment purposes. Still, but more importantly, they inspire people to pursue a healthy lifestyle by helping them identify their purpose, maximize their potential accelerate their growth and continuing the cycle. In other words, they help people IMAC their life. So, if you've got some hidden talent and you're looking for a safe place to express, own, and display your talent, shoot them an email at the Behind the Wheel Morning Show at gmail.com. If you're an entrepreneur, a small business owner, or know of an entrepreneur, a small business owner looking to advertise in the Behind the Wheel podcast, but weren't certain as to whether or not there was a possibility, we have eliminated all the guesswork. It certainly is a reality. Who's this we you're talking about? You know it's just you. I'm not going to go with we. We now have, we going with we? I think we're going to go with we. Let's try. We now have the ability for you to sponsor an episode. How cool is that? Your ad can run pre, mid, or post roll. Simply visit coffee.com forward slash BTW podcast. The details will be in the show notes. That's ko com forward slash BTW podcast. And one of the cool things about coffee.com is it allows supporters of the show to buy me a cup of coffee. You all know I like coffee. So... Shout out to Latoya Shantae, Soul Inspired, Kimberly Hall, and Kim Isaiah. That's why I'm all hyped up on this coffee. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Baby Ox, Baby O, D-Rock, D-Livingstone. Woo! Yo, I hope y'all are doing well. Ah, oh, man, it is Friday! Woo-woo! Mm. So last night, I'm in uh, Wing It On. And I happen to see this gentleman in the back. You know, he's got a little DeWalt tool bag. And I'm like, okay, well, he's got a he's got a tool bag. He must be, you know, important. Or he's doing some construction. Or he visited the Home Depot and they're like, yo, you need this case for your tool. I said, no, that's gotta be the franchisee owner. So I asked one of the associates then. They said, yes, that indeed is the gentleman franchise owner so i went around back it's like hey introduce myself said i'd love to have you on the show hey my name is Derek. ah i know you you're the guy who did that uh restroom review have you tried the food yet yeah i'm about to try the food now oh man yeah so uh yeah well there let me clarify that 
about to try the food now. Uh, it's actually picking up an order. What can I tell you? But I, I just want to clear the air, so there's no. I, I'm. I will go in eventually and try the food. But I was. I was there to pick up somebody else's order. Maybe I should have asked them. Yo, how was the food? But I agreed. You know, he agreed to um, be on the show. And uh, yeah, I will. I will hopefully try the food before then. And I'll shoot him a my calendar. My calendar. Ha. My calendar link, so he can uh, select a date that is mutually convenient for him. And sit down and says, yo, how does this thing work? Is, are you, I mean, I, I'm really not a, a camera person. You know, I said, you know, why, why he asked, why, why, why me? Why do you want to, why do you just, because you're an entrepreneur. So I'm not really that much of an entrepreneur. I'm like, well, yeah, this, this franchisee operation says something a little different, you know. So, yes, I want to get him on the show. I think it was important to be able to see, you know, I like the energy when I go in there. You know, I got to say, I like the energy when I go in there. I did not go to the restroom this time because I didn't have to use the restroom. You know? I was in another establishment in Connecticut. Oh, man, Fatty Patty. What is up with that? Their restrooms must be a piece of work, must be immaculate because they wanted me to pay like $2.00. To go to the yo yo yo, the, yo it's got a cold. I'm like okay, hmm. So if it's got a cold, the cold has got to be on the bottom of the receipt. She's saying so you gotta you gotta purchase something. You know some water. You know the water is like two dollars. I'm like I'm not buying some water. You know, no, I'm not I'm not buying some water to go to the restroom. And you know, and I, I'm like what, what, like why you got the cold? Why don't you just give me the cold? What do you think I'm gonna do? They are holding on to their restrooms as if they think their restrooms must be the bomb diggity, yo. Really? The, it's a restroom, fatty patty. Unlike when you go to Five Guys, you know the restrooms are open. You know, Five Guys, you walk into any one of their locations, and they've got like advertisement all over the wall. It's a lot of signage, man. A lot of, a lot of like articles about them. Like every time I go in there, I think like, yo, trust us. We're good. All these people say we're good. Like, okay, you're good. You're good. You got your, got the signage up. Okay. Five guys. No problem. I go in, I got my shirt on and the guy's like, yo, I love your shirt, man. You know? So I started to tell him, yo, you can have one of these shirts. You know, um, well, there's a, actually a fee attached to it, but you can certainly cop one for yourself and your family and your friends. Yes, to grind, give relentless, relentless, immediate nutrition to your dream. You got to feed it, man. You got to keep it going. You know, uh, what is up? Oh, man. So I'm, I'm out and about and, and I come across this, uh, this thing with, Oliver, you know, Daniel Dale, man, this guy, the fact checker, you know, you know him, fact checker, this guy's always got some, like, some interesting uh, facts, so, he went through a list of facts uh, about uh, the speech last night, so let me, let me just play that for you. I know certainly there's a lot to break down from the president's more than hour long speech. Anderson, this president is a serial liar, and he serially lied tonight. I counted preliminarily more than 20 false or misleading claims. I want to go through a whole bunch of them quickly because I think it's all important. Trump said Joe Biden is, quote, talking about taking down the border wall. Biden has specifically, explicitly rejected that idea. He just said he'll stop further additional construction. Trump claimed, as always, that he is the one who passed the Veterans Choice Law. Barack Obama signed that into law in 2014. Trump signed a 2018 law to modify it. Trump said, I have 
have done more for the African-American community than any president since Abraham Lincoln? That is ludicrous. Lyndon Johnson, for one, signed the Civil Rights Act and the Voting Rights Act. Trump again touted a, quote, record 9 million job gain over the past three months. He didn't mention, as usual, that that gain follows a record 22 million job loss over the previous two months. He said he'll, quote, continue to lower drug prices. They've increased during his presidency. He said they opened a Jerusalem embassy for less than 500,000. Early documents show it was at least 21 million. He claimed NATO member spending has increased for the first time in about 20 years. Spending, in fact, rose in 2015 and in 2016 before he took office. He said he will always and Republicans will always strongly protect people with pre-existing conditions. That pledge has already been broken. He and they have repeatedly tried to weaken those protections in Obamacare. He claimed again that he banned travel from China and Europe. No, he imposed partial restrictions with many exemptions. Tens of thousands of people continue traveling over. He boasted about the COVID testing system and about his general response. Look, experts near universally say the U.S. was fatally slow in its response, especially slow in setting up adequate testing. He said that he ended what he called a NAFTA nightmare and he signed a brand new U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement, the USMCA. That agreement preserves, maintains most of NAFTA. He boasted about building about 300 miles of border wall. What he didn't say is that most of that is replacement barrier. As of August 7th, according to official data, just five miles had been built were non-existent before. He suggested that Joe Biden would confiscate guns. That's baseless. Biden is running on a non-mandatory buyback of so-called assault weapons. He said Democrats want to defund the police. Biden, again, doesn't, has rejected that. He said he has, quote, very good information that China wants Biden to win because Biden is soft on China or cheerleads for China. The U.S. intelligence community says China wants Biden to win because it sees Trump as unpredictable. He said Biden vowed to close down charter schools. Biden's plan is skeptical on charters, but would not abolish them entirely. He denounced Biden for voting for the Iraq war. Biden did indeed vote for the Iraq war. But what Trump doesn't mention is that he also supported that invasion. He said Democrats twice removed the word God from the Pledge of Allegiance at their convention. Two individual caucus meetings outside the main primetime programming did leave it out, but it was uttered in every primetime event. Trump denounced so-called cancel culture as like an insidious left-wing thing. He, Donald J. Trump, has tried to get dozens of people and entities canceled, fired, boycotted, including literally last week, Goodyear. He said he imposed an order to give 10 years in prison to rioters. That's a maximum discretionary sentence up to judges in existing laws. His order just asked the government to fully enforce. And he said that Biden's plan would eliminate America's borders. No, just no. It's wrong. Oh, that's it? I'm just There's kidding. more. <laughs> I mean, wow. How much time do you got, Anderson? <laughs> wow. Uh, Daniel Dale, keep at it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where you fall on this or whatever, but I think Cat Williams' speech um, was timely. His, his, his uh, skit that he did, I think it was, is it Complex? No, Supreme, that he did for Supreme. Um, you know, just the fear of, of they're coming for you. They are coming to get you. You know, I don't know who this they is supposedly, who they're referring to, you know. But, yeah, it's, it's been years people talking about this thing happening. And when you have these, um, so you have protesters, protesters, and you have rioters, you know, they're not one and the same. They're, they're different, you know. They're different. Don't group them all together. One, something is legally um, what you can do under the Constitution. You have a right to protest. Mm -hmm. And even trying to characterize what the NBA is doing as, as, uh, as a um, 
a boycott. They're not, they're not boycotting. They're employees. You know what I mean? They're not boycotting. Boycott. I'm for a boycott. They're protesting. They're using their, their platform and their rights. But some would just say, you know, just go ahead, man. Stop. Stop. Just shut up and dribble. Yeah, well, those days are gone and over with, you know? And time will, um, history will prove them to be right. They're going to fall on the right side of history. Just as it did with, you know, Muhammad Ali. Yo, he was like criticized. He was like ridiculed, man. They dragged my man through the mud. Huh? They dragged him through the mud like, yo, what are you doing? And now it's like, oh, wow. They refuse to call him by his name. Just, just, and it's, he stood up for what he believed in. You ain't even going to look that far back, someone says. You can look as far back as, as Colin. And now you have Roger Goodell. Maybe we should have listened earlier. You think? That would have been a good idea. Instead of, you know, trying to act as though it doesn't exist, create your own reality. You know, you know there's this there's problem in the hen house. So they caught <laughs> They caught her coming by, you know, and you can see, you can hear it, almost hear like cats snarling at each other, man. She gave her this like, this fake look like, you know, don't you know the camera's on? You know the camera's on. But I guess when it's in the moment, you think it's a grimace, it's a look, it's going to flash on your face and be gone. But no, it's, it lingers on, man. They're going to slow it down. They're going to catch you and then be like, and they play it on in a loop. You know, she walked by. She's like, <laughs> Oh, man. Yo, it is crazy, man. But when you think about it, you have people who who just tune in to their news station and you just hear it over and over again repeatedly. And you wonder, like, yo, is this true? It's like, what is happening here? You know, you have people who put out false information. So apparently there was a claim online. Somebody doctored up a, a, a document to make it seem as though this gentleman's out here raping people. Um, and in my mind, it's like, even if he did rape someone, right? Like, does that change the, the, the officer's actions? Because they weren't responding. They weren't, they didn't shoot him seven times in the back because he was a rape victim. You know, there, there is a constitution, supposedly, that, you know, that'd be, we're supposed to be abiding by. But even in the wake of this shooting of Jacob Blake, seven times in the back, grab my man by the shirt, set, shoot him seven times in the back, and now he's paralyzed. Okay. He is paralyzed from the waist down. He's still touch and go. They don't know if he's going to survive or not. But it's coming through. Father goes in to see his son. And his son is handcuffed at the ankles to the bed. Yes. I know I just said earlier that he was paralyzed from the waist down. But they have him. And they handcuffed him by his ankles to the bed. Now, I'm, you know, I've watched some episodes of House. I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say, if he's paralyzed, I don't think he can move his legs. So why? Why the need to handcuff him by the ankle? What would be the point of that? What? What would be the point of that? They could have handcuffed his hands. I mean, yo, you, you handcuff him. Why? He's not moving his legs. Why would you handcuff him? Man? What is the point of that? You know? And then you see a guy. Now, he's unarmed. Gets shot seven times. This vigilante in, you know, Kenosha, he's got, he's got a gun. 
17-year-old. His mother drove him. Like, she dropped him off at soccer practice with a gun, you know. So she should be charged, like, as, as an accessory with crime. And they're saying this 17-year-old boy, boy, he's a vigilante. He's a terrorist. He's a homegrown terrorist, a murderer. 17-year-old boy trying to humanize him. He was afraid. He was afraid of what? You got the gun. What you afraid of? You got the gun, you punk ass, and you afraid? You shouldn't have been out there. You should have been home playing PlayStation. You know, safer at home. Xbox. I don't know what the kids play. TikTok. And you should have been doing something, man. Or Reels. Something. Other than being out there with a gun and now you're afraid. He gets to walk by the cops. Because it's an open carry state. You know. So they don't bother him. He gets, you know, they give him, they give him a water and a high five. A good job. Good job. You got the police chief saying, well, you know, if the protesters weren't out there, None of this would have happened. Okay, you know, that's, that's, that's not a very good argument. It'd be like, yo, if y'all didn't bring us from Africa to this country, none of this would have happened. You could say that, but like, but where are we going? Is this like the outrage Olympics? And I posted something, but there's an incident where there's two officers, two, I mean, three officers, two of which were female. One was, was a male, and there's a guy you see um, off, you don't see off, off camera, but you hear his voice. His kids are in the car, you know, and this gentleman, there's this conversation back and forth. I don't like your stance. You know, he's quoting the law to him. I thought that part was particularly funny. I thought it was a comedy skit. Like, no, but this was real life. So you have two justice systems on display right in front of you, which begs the question, like, you now have got to make some decisions. Yo, is what I'm seeing real or is this, uh, is what they're talking about real? Or should I be concerned for my safety? They're going to be coming and knocking on my door. Like, nobody's coming and knocking on your door, man. People are out in public. You have rioters. And under normal circumstances, people are not out just going buck wild, just tearing shit up. That's not happening. That doesn't happen. People are frustrated. not justifying, you know, rioters' behavior. But don't make it seem as though, yo, this is just in a vacuum out of nowhere. You know, people, this is what they're doing. And out of nowhere, you have people who are traveling across state lines to bring weapons to call themselves supposedly protecting businesses. They're, they're doing this, un, you know, yeah, vigilante. They're not deputized, you know, they're, they're, they're not deputies of the law. Nobody invited them there. So you have people who are open carry. Yeah, you got your weapons. Why would you bring a gun out? Like, you got your gun on you, you know, something jumps off. What, you just start shooting? You killed two people. You just murdered two people. You came there with the intention of that. And they charged you as, a, you know, as they should have charged you. But the police chief is almost making it seem like, yo, this was justifiable. This is okay. Huh? this is not okay. This is not okay. And you have one of these comedians, yo, who's like, yo, this is it. A very clean-cut comedian, you know, he really doesn't really give a whole lot of, um, you know, he doesn't get involved with stuff, Jim. But Jim had his fill. Jim Gaff again. Jim was like, oh my God. This is freaking. This is ah. Are you kidding me? Yo, he was pissed off, man. Jim had his fill. He said, I don't give a fuck. <clears throat> he emphasized that too. If anyone thinks this is virtue signaling or whatever, we need to wake up. We need to call Trump the con man and thief that he is. You know, 
Yes, just say what it is. Don't say there's, there's misinformation. He's a con man. He's always been a con man, and he's a thief. They know this. They just happen to like it. They think, yo, it's going, it's going with their narrative. They know he's a con man. He's been a con man from, from like way back when. And I stand by my statement about the post office. And if he was this, you know, beaming entrepreneur, businessman, he would turn the post office around. He would have turned the post office around. But he can't because he's not a businessman. You know, he's got his, he's, he's living off his daddy's merits, you know? There's nothing about that man that says bright. Anybody hanging around him is like, yo, this is, this is just opportunities just to inflate his narcissistic ego, his behavior, endorsing that. It's like, yo, are you kidding me? This guy? This guy. This guy from, from New York? This guy is running the country? This is the best guy? This is the best guy? Look, you know, those two guys, those two guys there, those are the best this is the best that America has to offer? You gotta be kidding me. I can't believe that. I, I just can't believe that. But it is what it is. These are the two guys that we have. But this guy in the White House right now, yo, he didn't even address anything that's going on. Like a leader would be at this point, like, yo, leadership is, is yo, it is, it is defined under, um, the times of, of crisis. It's easy to lead when you have, you know, a booming economy. There's no pandemic. Everything is going fine. Unemployment is, is in a, at an all-time low. Stocks are up. Everybody's happy. It's easy to lead. You ain't leading this one on automatic pilot. You ain't got to do nothing. Crisis reveals cracks in your character. It reveals cracks in your leadership. And this is what we're seeing. It's all cracked up. It's like the foundation is not there. So he has nothing to stand on. He can't, he like, like, what do we do at this point? Now this is just like, let's not even talk about it. That's narcissistic behavior. Let's act as, let's create an alternative reality. And let's just run now, you know, let's just say, let's, let's, um, it'll magically go away. Magical thinking. This is textbook. They know this. It's, it's just, let's just go. Let's not talk about it. You're at a point where you can't even, you can't even empathize with what's going on. You can't even say, yo, there is, there's an issue that we have going on. This white, this stuff happening in this country and we've got to, you know, put it to bed. His take on it was like, they were trying to paint him as, yo, a unifier. He, yo, he doesn't have the ability to do that. They should know that. He can't. He, they'll say one thing, he'll come right around, right after closing out, you know, after they did all their, their nice talking, trying to present him as someone that's unifying the country. He can't unify the country because he doesn't have the capacity to empathize with other people. It's not in his nature. It's not in his character. Like, you should not be surprised if you, you know, you're with somebody, they're her, they're her habitual liar. They just lie. That's what they do. Liars lie. Cheaters cheat. Like, you shouldn't be surprised. Yo, why is he lying? Because he just, she, he is a liar. That's what liars do. Like, why would you be surprised? Con men, con people out of stuff, you know? They put up this facade and, and they know people like shiny things. And if you like shiny things and you get lured in under that, you like this whole uh, idea of being around them and it inflates your ego and it inflates your sense of being, then you like that kind of thing. 
But you know he's a liar. You know he's a con man. You know he's up to no good. You could just tell. Like, you, 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 you don't know? You didn't know? You're surprised? You're surprised now that he's, he's, sending, he's sending like an invoice to the government. <laughs> yo, he's setting up like, yo, y'all can stand my place, but I'm going to charge you. I'm going to charge you, man. And I ain't going to play golf. I'm not going, you know, I, it'd be so much work to do. I would never leave. Yo, as soon as he got there, man, he's, he's on the course like how many times? But none of this matters. Like stating facts, stating statistics about what's going on in this nation. Like people, they don't care. It's coming down to like, yo, I think they might be coming to get me because I keep hearing them say this. It should be like, you should be required to, oh, there's that dragonfly again, y'all. He's trying to get in here. I got, I got the place pretty sealed up pretty tightly. He's not going to get in here. Yo, you should be required to listen to other raid news station, news outlets or whatever. So you're not just continually hearing your point of view and you have different points of view. And I think that's important. You should have varying points of view. So, you know, like, yo, this is this can't something is not right. Somebody somewhere, somebody is lying. Something is not right. I'm a reasonable person. Let me use my, you know, powers of deduction and come to a conclusion. Yo, something's not right. We need to do something about this. And if you had a leader who was in, 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 in office or a leader who was there, they'd be able to come in now and say, yo, this is an issue. This is an issue. Okay, we had Ahmaud Albury. You had George Floyd. You got Breonna Taylor. You got countless people in between there. You have these the, the riots. You have the protests. You have unrest around the world. Around the world. This is just not, this was just not isolated to America. This was around the world. You can try to make it seem like, oh, you know, it's only happening in democratically, uh, where, where you have Democrat mayors who are Democrats, and that's why. You have this stuff jumping off. And he wants to paint himself as the law and order <sighs> president. Yo, this is the tagline. This is what they've been running. This is the game that they've been running for years. It's the same play. Like, come on. Like, if you run this play after a while, you just got to be able to have a full court press and say, yo, you're not going left on me, man. Yo, he can't go left. He can't go left. He can't dribble left. So just cut off that side. And then and the gig is up, man. It's the same play. It's the same play that they keep running on fears of Americans. Like, yo, they're coming to get you. You should be upset. We screwed them over. They upset. They're going to come and get us. They're trying to take down and tear up everything that we have. And then you have these elites out there. They're not like us. These, these cats haven't worked a day in their life, yo. They don't even know what a callus is. What's a callus? From what? Like, like what? Holding something too tight? You don't, you don't even have a callus. Like baby soft hands. Like, what have you, have you done any work? Any work? Anywhere? To build any sort of character? Like, they're not ordinary people. Don't make it seem like, yo, the, and, and then, then they're tyrants, yo. You couldn't even get a, a, an apartment in there, in one of their, their buildings. And then they let your stuff just, just get d d dilapidated. Yeah, did I say that right? Yeah, whatever. You know, it just run down. And then they try to, uh, like, yo, it's like, it's okay. That's what they do. You know, and I've, and I've said this before, you even think about Bridgeport when I was first coming through here, 
My sister moved up here and I was coming to visit her. Got off the train. I like to see a city on the ground level. This is before I started running. So I'm walking around. I walk from the train station to her home on the main trip. It's pretty direct. So I'm walking. I'm looking through downtown Bridgeport. And I'm like, yo, this place looks like a ghost town, yo. It's like a ghost town. And then Bridgeport gets a bad rap. But now they're, they're like rebuilding downtown Bridgeport, you know? Tearing down buildings. New construction is going up, which is a good thing. But meanwhile, they're telling you, this is not a good place to live. This is not a good place to live. And as they're doing that, then they're rebuilding and putting in apartments and stuff where you're going to be priced out because con- people continue to move further away from Stanford. They did it in Stanford. Yo, Stanford, when I started driving, you know, I'd go down this, this one end, was dropping this young man off. Uh, to where like the nightlife jumps off near the water. Yo, he's like, yo, this is this was the rough part of town, man. This is where like crack was. This is where it was jumping off at. This was this was the spot, man. Yo, this people wasn't coming down here, and now they have luxury high rise apartments. You know, after everybody moves from there, so now they move from Stanford. They're going further out or whatever. And you know, you still have some lingering spots in Stanford, but for the most part, it's priced up because. It, the people, as far as proximity to the city, you know, Stanford train station, you're about 30 minutes away from the city, 30, 35 minutes away from the city at that point. So they're moving further away from Stanford into Norwalk, from Norwalk, you know, you, you, you're coming in to, to Bridgeport because there's a whole section that you just, you just, it's just literally white. It's the Gold Coast, yo. This is what it is, it's Stanford. Then you get further out. Then you have different pockets of black communities, Bridgeport being one of those, you know, black and Latinx communities. You go further away, you know, towards like Hamden, New Haven, and then you get into some some further black pockets. But for the most part, yo, it's it's a little white town, you know? And you have some sections that's like straight up like, wow. <laughs> oh man, this is the hood, hood, hood. You know, this is the hood. You know, I can tell when I'm in the hood, hood. You got laundromat. You know, got a hair salon, liquor store, in the hood. You know you're in the hood. You know, it's just the way it's set up. So I'm like, yo, they should have, like, running communities. You, 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 some of the pillars within some of these, these communities, it's running. That's like a, that's a unifier. That's a unifier, man. You know, that's a game changer. So what could you do? I was asked recently by one of the uh, brand marketing managers for a, a, a local running store out here who has a sister location in um in boston you know so what could you do to to help increase diversity i was like yo this this is a this is a nice step here just reaching out and talking to folks is a, is a good first step but it's a first step um when you think about it's just it would just be in the running industry's in best interest like yo you there's an opportunity there is an opportunity it's an untapped opportunity where you have yeah you know, like you're not you're not tapping in. You're not utilizing the, like the the power of your 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 reach, you know. Because if you got people running, I'm just gonna venture to say they're gonna need something to put on their feet, man. They're gonna need something to put on their feet. And where are they gonna go to get? Where are they gonna go to get sneakers? Like people want to go in. You want to talk? You want to go into a running store? You know. I spoke to a guy in a sneaker store. You know, a small sneaker store in Stanford. I was like, Yo, man, you should. Yo, you got the perfect location. You you have people knew you in the hood. Like he was like, yeah, I know. You want to you want to try to change it up. I'm like yo, there's opportunity, and you've got to see opportunity 
and sees it like sitting around. I mean, sometimes it's just the um, the timing. Maybe the timing is off. You know, but I'm like, yo, it's an opportunity you have running, you know, have running events with young people. You know, running is an opportunity for people to get their education. My son. My son got his college education by virtue of running, you know. Now he's a math teacher. All because of running. It's something that they should talk about. You know, it's an opportunity. It's not just basketball, football, baseball. Those are sports. Yeah, you, if you're into sports, running is an opportunity. It's not something that, that most, you know, I, did, I didn't think about running. Growing up, you know, I tell it all. I did. It wasn't something that we did. So I'm wondering, is that something that's still the case? If you're, if you're living in, in a predominantly, you know, um, black community, is that something that's talked about? You know, track? Yeah, you should have folks who are on the track team. should highlight these folks, you know. Like this is an opportunity for you to get your education unless you're, you know, you're in a predominantly white neighborhood and then you, you go to school there and your dad or somebody ran track or is into into running and you realize that this is something that maybe I might want to consider doing, you know. And so now you, you start them while they're young, you've gotten your education and now you, it's, it's, you're running, you're employed. It becomes like, oh, you know, I go out for my daily run in the morning, afternoon to help balance out my work-life scenario, situation. You know, it's it works out well. I would, I would. I'm just saying, you know, but hey, I'm just a guy in a car baking right now. I'm not cooking anything. I'm, I'm the one getting cooked right here. But it's an opportunity. So they asked, you know, what some things you could do. And so I had an opportunity to kind of share some of my thoughts with them. Uh, it's going to be part of their blog or whatever. So I'm excited about that. And, um, yo, it is, it is good times. It's an opportunity here in, in Connecticut. It's a huge state. Um, Black Men Run had a, had a, um, a group in, in Hartford. So just to kind of give you like a feel for, like I'm, I'm in Wally world. That's like, you know, almost like the middle of the state. Hartford is like 45 minutes away from Wally world. Hartford is where, um, that's where the, the Connecticut Expo is at. That's where the marathon start, the Hartford Marathon um, starts out there in, in, in Hartford. You know, so it's, it's 45 minutes away. And that's where the, the group was. So now if you got somebody in Stanford, Stanford, I'm, right now I'm in Bridgeport. Bridgeport is about 40 minutes away from, you know, from, uh, from Stanford, give or take. So you're talking about like two hours. I'm not traveling two hours for a group run. No. So the way that the state is, is divvied up and, and is set up, you might want to consider having doing something different. So it's an opportunity, man. It's an opportunity. You think about they had a running store in, um, in New Haven. Um, ne- not too far from Yale. There's a park over there. There's some other stuff happening. And they closed um, that, that store. You know, running is something that's that you that you got to you have to market it as something that's that's cool. It's, it can't just be like this. Ugh, it just can't be vanilla. You know, I like butter pecan. I mean, I like I like butter pecan. Haagen does can't can't just be vanilla. You know, and you've got to take the approach um, as much as I talk about um, Haagen Dazs and me liking butter pecan. Ice cream and the ice cream. I hope they don't do anything stupid, man, because, yo, I, 
I would just be no good if they got it. Yeah, like I'm not, I'm not, yo, I would, I would, I would, I would probably continue to eat um butter pecan ice cream. I don't know. But I I think I found I no, I know I found a flavor in in, in Ben and Jerry. In Ben and Jerry's. I have. I have found a flavor that I like, you know. It's got like some chocolate in it. It's got some pecans and some some uh um it's some walnuts and something else in it too. It's got some nuts in it. And it's got some flavor. I like it. It's like this. It's a some mixture of some stuff. But their approach to issues that are important to them, you don't have to wonder, like, where do they stand? They let you know where they stand, man. You know? They let you know where they stand. Like, darn tough. Like, yo, darn tough. They're both from Vermont. You know, what's up in Vermont? Hmm? So, that's where we at. We are, um, yeah, we are about done, yo. Friday, I don't know what y'all got going on this weekend, but whatever it is, you know, y'all make it a good one. Hmm? Yeah, let's get out of here. Where's the, where's the stop button? <laughs>